0: What would you do if you found out all this time you were doing things wrong or that because of ignorance, not at all, on your job, in your school, in your marriage, raising your children, in a business deal? What would you do if you found out all this time you were doing things wrong? Would you change? All right. what would you do if you found out all this time you were doing things wrong or that because of ignorance, not at all in obedience to God? What would you do? Would you change? Turn with me, if you will, in your Bibles to 2 Kings 22. 2 Kings 22. Josiah was 8 years old, it says in verse 1, when he became king and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. Jerusalem. And it says in verse 2 that he walked in all the ways of his father David. He did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. But Josiah and the people of that time did not know the law of God. They didn't have it. Oh, it was in their midst, but they didn't know that they had it. They had no idea. And Josiah, the king, he, he sends Hilkiah... Uh, He sends a scribe to go up to Hilkiah the high priest. And Hilkiah the high priest says in verse 8, he said to Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of God. And the scribe, he came back and he showed the king the book of the law. He showed the king the book of the law in verse 10. And it says in verse 11, Now it happened when the king heard the words of the book of the law that he tore his clothes. And he sent priests to inquire of God. He he sent priests to to a prophetess to inquire of God. And it says in verse 15, and just before that, And they spoke with her. Verse 15, then she said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Tell the man who sent you to me, thus says the Lord, Behold, I will bring calamity on this place and on its inhabitants, all the words of the book which the king of Judah has read, because they have forsaken me and burned incense to other gods, that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore my wrath shall be aroused against this place and shall not be quenched. But as for the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, in this manner you shall speak to him. Thus says the Lord God of Israel concerning the words which you have heard because your heart was tender and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I spoke against this place and against its inhabitants, that they would become a desolation and a curse, and you tore your clothes and wept before me, I also have heard you, says the Lord. Surely therefore I will gather you to your fathers and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace and your eyes shall not see all the calamity which I will bring on this place. Turn over to Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3. If you were asked by the church in Sardis I'm going to read this here Just this first part of chapter 3 If you were asked by the church of Sardis The question on the screen is Based on the information given them I want you to listen as, as I read Or read as I read along What advice would you give the church of Sardis If the church of Sardis came to you And asked you for advice What advice would you give Let me read Verse 1, and to the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things says he who has, seven, has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember therefore how you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. What advice would you give the church of Sardis if they came to you for advice? Just as the king went to that woman, sent people to go to that woman long ago to inquire of the Lord, what should we do with this information? What does God say? What would you tell them based on the information that you're given here? What would you tell the church in Sardis? What else? What, else, what other information would you give them? What were they ordered to do? They were told to hold, fast and repent. Mm-hmm. hold fast and repent. What else? What other advice would you give them? I want to apologize to you. I've been here a little over five years. And I've only preached on church discipline four times. I've preached on baptism just about every time I get up here. Baptism is a command. You know what? Church discipline is too. One command of God is just as important as another command of God. And I have been remiss In my duties in proclaiming the whole gospel. So, from my examples, where do you think I'm going? What do you think my train of thought is? Church discipline. You were handed last week a booklet, the big booklet that you have in your hands. And I hope you familiarized yourself with what was written in there. Today you've been handed a tract that our elders have read. Now, I want to respect the ladies' class, and it's my hope that this only goes for two classes. This class and next week. So next week we'll be in here too, because there's no way I can cover all this material in just one class. Okay? So I'm, I know you ladies, I know y'all like your class. I really, really do, but this is... Important, amen? Have I impressed upon your mind how important this is? If I seem like I'm angry, I'm not angry at you. I'm angry with me for not telling you more about this. If, I, if this seems like I'm putting a lot of importance upon it, it's because there is a lot of importance on it. We need to know what to do. I do not want to leave this study until we have written on this whiteboard. That's the reason the whiteboard's up here. I do not want to leave this study until we've written on the whiteboard and understand our role in church discipline. We've got to understand what we at Fountainhead would do if church discipline were warranted in our family. We've got to all be on the same page for it to work. If we are as a congregation told that a certain brother or sister is in danger of being treated as a publican or a tax collector or in danger of being withdrawn from, we need to know what to do as a group. That's my focus. That's what I want us to get out of this class. I want us to understand how we are supposed to act as the family of God here at Fountainhead. Hey, that's my focus. If you want to know my purpose, if you want to know my focus, that's my focus. For us to know what to do. We need to know what to do when that person does not listen to us as a church body. We need to know what to do and have the courage to do it. Okay? Have the courage to do it. We're going to talk a lot about courage If you would please turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 18 We're going to be looking at verses 15 through 20 To get a handle on the subject of discipline in the church I want to use this text as an anchor To the process and that's what this is It's a process that one goes through to reach Well the terminal act of withdrawing fellowship Or not associating or withdrawing from the disorderly brethren who are among us. We'll read uh, we'll read Matthew 18 together. We'll discuss Matthew 18 and the and the supporting scriptures that you see on the screen there. We'll read Matthew 18 and, and uh, we'll we'll use our booklet and we'll use our tract as as class material but we'll only use them as far as it agrees with the God's Word. I mean, those tracts and, and materials that I hung, handed out, they're, they're written by men. They're men's notes and men's outlines. And, and so we're going to make sure that they line up with God's Word as well. Okay, We're going to use God's Word as our, our, as our authority. But we're going to use them to, 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 to guide us to the answers that we seek to, to write up on the whiteboard. And, and nothing's going to go on the whiteboard unless we all agree on it. And unless it agrees with the Bible. We're going, to, we're going to write up here on this whiteboard, and we're going to, all going to come to the same conclusion. We're all going to be of one mind on the answer of what we're supposed to do. Okay? We must all agree. This is very important. Just as baptism is important to get us into Christ, we all understand that. Baptism is important to get us into Christ Church discipline is one of those things that keeps us in Christ. It's just as important. Okay? We must understand this is a serious matter. Christians must be certain that they are pursuing church discipline correctly. So if someone would please read Matthew chapter 18 verse 15. The offended party is to go to the offender and tell him his fault, show him his error. The, the original language carries the idea of making a case. You're supposed to make your case before this. It's not just, well, he cut me off in traffic or he stepped on the back of my shoe. That's not what this is talking about here. This is, this is something serious and this, this warrants a case being made. Something has happened. And notice what happens. The contact is public or private? Private. Private. Sean, you're sitting in the front. I'm sorry, me and you, I'm going to use you, okay? Sean comes to me, to me, right? Sean didn't go to Eric and, and Jennifer, okay? Sean comes to me, and he and I talk about it. And he tries to convince me. He presents his case. Here's here's what's going on. You've wronged me. Now, let's talk about that. Is it just a personal wrong? That's the problem. Or if I did something that was against the church, or I was doing something that was against my wife, could Sean have a problem with that? And come to me or is it just something I've done to him personally my wife's your sister in Christ isn't she right you should have a problem with that if I'm beating her you should have a problem with that I would have a problem with you beating your wife have you stopped beating your wife that's a loaded question sorry so what is it or am I am I off base there Am I off base? No, he has a problem. He has a problem with something that I'm doing. And he comes to me and he makes a case about it, Pat. And and, and you're making a good point in the sense that, remember now, and we're going to look at the supporting scriptures as well. So I'm going to go ahead and say this because the supporting scriptures will bear me out later on. This is for a brother or sister in Christ. Okay? Bob outside who's not a Christian, if... Bob wrongs me, I'm not gonna bring that before the church because Bob's not in the church. Okay? So this is a this is something that's going on between a brother or a sister. Yes, sir. What he's talking about, we're gonna bring it down. That requires human sorry, humility and distance to what he's talking about. If you find yourself in a major verse, go tell somebody it's none of their none of their business, you to want to talk to this guy in private, then you need to check yourself Check yourself out, don't you? If we're doing that, we need to stop. If you've just learned that for the first time, well stop. okay? Verse 16, someone please read. by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word. May be established. okay the offender resists. I resist. I resist what he says. He makes a great case, but I don't want to hear what he says. He makes me mad in fact. So, Sean, it's still a problem, isn't it? It's still a problem. So, Sean picks Eric and he picks Jennifer. He picks some people, and I believe, Galatians chapter 6, verse 1, they should be spiritual people. Okay? People who are able to judge righteously. Elders are a good people to take. Does it expressly say, I've got to take the elders, though? No. No, it doesn't say that, but that's who I choose. They're the leaders of the congregation. It's it's just a given to me. So you've got a problem. once you got a. I've got you. Still, ha- we still have a problem. And I'm not listening. Go ahead, Doug. You know the first could uh, be wrong. That's right.
1: That's, right. Wrong, but That's if, my next if, point. If
0: exactly. He just thinks I'm beating my wife. I actually bring my wife with us and she says no he's not beaten me never has beaten me but you still think it because you've heard it or whatever you still have a problem either way like Doug says he may be wrong I may be right and we get those people together those spiritual people together and we talk about it and we work that out now it's up to those spiritual people and Sean to convince me if I am wrong let's say I am wrong okay to convince me that I'm wrong and I should turn away from what I'm doing. You got me. We're together. Okay? Somebody read the next verse Matthew 17. Stop right there. Stop right there, Timothy. I want to get you to read the rest up in just a minute. Tell it to the church. How could someone hear? Or refuse to hear the church. What would have to happen? It would have to be brought before the church. church. Let's say y'all had no idea that all this was going on. It was, I mean, because Sean wasn't a gossip. And the people that he took with him wasn't a gossip. Y'all had no idea that I was living in such sin. People in the world may know. People in the world may know all about it. I may even brag about it. But y'all had no idea. How could I refuse to listen to you or listen to you without you knowing about it? Without somebody coming up here and saying, you know, uh, we've, I've been to Chad, Sean maybe. Maybe it's Sean that comes up here. You know, I've been to Chad and I, I've talked to him about beating his wife. And uh, he, he won't change. And so I took Jennifer and I took Eric and I took uh, Brother Shockley. I took them with me. And he, he still wouldn't listen. He's still doing it. So now I'm bringing it before you guys. Y'all've got to talk to him. Y'all've got to reason with him. Is that how it should go? They're the leaders of the congregation, aren't they? They're the leaders of the congregation. In all the supporting passages that we'll read, you answer that question for me. Okay, let's read the other supporting passages before we get there. Okay, keep that question in the back in your back pocket. Remember, we're not writing anything up here until we until we all agree. We're going to write something up here. Okay, read the rest of that verse, Timothy. Sorry. Now what was a heathen and a tax collector to them at that time? What was it? But some tax collectors were Jews, weren't they? Zacchaeus, right? The tax collector that stood in the, in the temple and he, he was humble. Remember, he was more humble than the, than the Pharisee. He was, he was a Jew as well. So there were Jews. They were hated, weren't they? Mm-hmm. And the tax collectors were the people, and you'd be chosen among the people that were... Well, sure. And, and they would collect taxes, and they would add to taxes because what their problem was was having money collecting beyond what was expected. Exactly. It would be, it, it, it's, it's like they picked certain areas, and like Willie uh, uh, here, here lives in Fountainhead, and so he would be chosen to be the tax collector for the area and he was making more money than he should. He was charging extra money for it than he should, and he was putting that in his pocket, okay? He was only supposed to charge 10, but he was charging 20, and he was putting extra 10 in his pocket, okay? So he was hated. Anybody that was attacked. you didn't socially associate with those people. You didn't socially associate with them. What's that mean to cut off all social interaction. What would it mean for that? We're supposed to treat them as a publican and a tax collector. What's that mean to cut off social interaction with someone? What would that mean to you? If it was me, using me as the example again and I I wouldn't listen to you church. I'm not listening to you. What does it mean for you to cut off social interaction? You know we've got to be right. Uh, Certain these were spoken to the apostles who were to teach us all things. They gave us these instructions. They, they, don't, they don't contradict. They, they compliment. It's an awful act. A terrible act to be withdrawn from. And that's the command. It is, it, it, it's awful to act in such a way where this process even has to occur in your life. How bad do you have to act for this process to occur in your life? What a terrible act it is. But it's equally as bad when the church members, let's say, this half is with Sean, but this half is with me. And it's been proven that I'm wrong. But y'all can't, y'all are nice people. Y'all can't be mean to Chad. Y'all can't, y'all can't, y'all can't treat me that way. That's mean not to say hi to Chad. It's mean not to play golf with Chad. What do you think? Am I, y'all are looking stunned, like I've got you a deer in the headlights. Y'all look stunned. There's a few mouths open. Are you? Am I messing your world up? Am I messing your minds up? Is everything just running through? Maybe next class it's going to be a little better. I don't know. Go ahead. Somebody read 18 through 20 if you don't mind. Verses 18 and 19, who's he talking to? Yeah, exactly, exactly. When he mentions the two or three others in verse 20, who's he talking about? Anybody, Anybody. yeah, anybody. Wayne Jackson makes this statement. He says, when one is disfailed, he's the one who wrote your little track." He said, when one is disfellowshipped by a faithful church, he is also disfellowshipped by the Lord Jesus Christ himself, because the Lord Jesus Christ is there in the midst and he validates the procedure. You are basically, well, not basically, you're really being withdrawn from Christ. Now, how important is that in your life? Because you've got to be in Christ Jesus to be saved, don't you? Amen or not? Somebody, if they would, read Romans chapter 6, verse 17. Somebody, if they would, read, uh, let's see. I want 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 through 13. I want Second Thessalonians chapter three, verses verse six, and then in verses fourteen and fifteen. If someone would please grab that one. Uh, Galatians chapter six, verse one. Titus chapter three, verse ten. Second Corinthians chapter two, verse six. First uh, Timothy chapter one, verses nineteen and twenty, and then First Timothy chapter five, uh, verse fourteen. Then somebody else. First Timothy chapter six, verse one, and then Second Peter chapter two, verse two. If somebody would please read, if you have it already, Romans chapter sixteen, verse seventeen. Who's, 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 who's being written to? Who's being written to? Church at Rome. All of them, right? All the church at Rome, right? Not just certain people. All the church at Rome. And what were they supposed to do? What were they supposed to do? They were supposed to note. They were supposed to... I like the King James. Didn't the King James say mark? Mark them, right? Mark that person because Why? cause they cause division. There is no greater evil, I don't think. You're just as bad as a murderer if you cause division in the church. That's a that's a grievous sin. Note, mark, mark those note those who cause division. Somebody read uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 1 through 13. There's a lot, a lot of verses there, but go ahead.
1: Now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immoral or covetous or an idolater or a reveler or a drunkard or an extortioner, not even to eat with such a person. For what have I to do with judging those also who are outside? Do you not judge those who are inside? But those who are outside God judges. Therefore, put away from yourselves the evil
0: person. So they had a problem in first, in in. in in the first century in Corinth, they had a they had a man who had a, who had his stepfather's uh, who had his mother his wife sorry his daddy's mother his stepmother as a wife she, he had taken her as a lover. It was a terrible thing. What what's supposed to happen? What what what's verse five say? Is supposed to happen to that person? What's that mean? Sounds pretty harsh, doesn't it? I mean, aren't we trying to keep people away from Satan? Aren't we trying to point people toward Jesus Christ? But we're supposed to deliver this one to Satan? Been
1: their they don't know what, doing,
0: so what do you think? Yes, sir, Pat. Verse 9, what were, the, what were the Corinthians supposed to do in verse 9? Don't keep company. Don't keep company. Not with people of the world. We just, we just established that. We're not we're talking about people of the world. We want to we try to bring them in and save their souls. These are people that are in the church. Again, Jesus agrees with what Jesus said. We're talking about brothers and sisters in the church. Not until they understand the truth, right? Yeah, exactly. So look at verse eleven. What are you not supposed to do, even? Not even eat. What's verse twelve say? You're supposed to do. And he says, he says, you've got to judge. You've got to judge. That's right. You've got not to keep company. You've got to judge that though. Wait a minute. Jesus said don't judge. Judge not that you be not judged. What? Huh? Aren't there contradictions here? And you've got to put them away, it says in verse 12. Listen. This is, this is hard stuff. This is meaty stuff. This isn't milk. This is meat. This is meat, but it's something that we should have already been chewing on. Okay, we should have already been chewing on this. This should already be a practice here at Fountainhead. And I'll, I'll take, I'll take, like I said, I'll take the blame. You can be mad at me, okay? Because I hadn't told you about it, and I should have, Pat. Exactly, that was, my next, that was the next thing was coming up. Can, can we call ourselves the New Testament church if we don't practice church discipline? If we don't practice church discipline, somebody read 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 6. That's the last verse we're going to read before we go. Wait, stop right there, Billy Joe. What's it say? We command you. Because this, this is not a suggestion, folks. This is command of God. As just as much as baptism is, just as much as taking the Lord's Supper is, just as much as singing is, just as much as, 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 as being faithful to the assembly. Read it again, Brother Billy Joe. I'm not going to stop you this time. command you, and Here we go. We still got Sammy's question in our back pocket, okay? That's going to be for next week too, okay? We're going to try to write some things on the board next week. We're going to try to work through this together, okay? So that we can all be on the same page. So, look, the ultimate act is love. It's love for the church, and it's love for the person who's being offended. But it's also, let's say it was me. Let's say it was me and Dana. That's love for Dana, for the, for the wife beater, for the, for the person being beaten. It's love for her. It's protecting the church itself. It's love for me. All this is about is love, okay, and protection, all right? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. We will. We'll, we'll talk about that. Thank you all.